Today we are gonna to talk about believing versus doubting. And I know we've talked about this before here, but man, we need it. You are listening to Made For This. I'm Jenny Allen, let's go. Thanks to HelloFresh for supporting Made For This. Go to hellofresh.com slash madeforthis14 and use code madeforthis14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. And now, here's Jenny. Something that nobody ever told me in the church, at least I don't remember anybody ever telling me before, that doubt was part of our faith. That doubt would be struggles and seasons that we go through in our faith. I remember reading Pilgrim's Progress and I was in awe of his journey because he became a Christian pretty early on and yet he falls into the pit of despondency and discouragement, which a lot of you are in. He goes and gets locked into the castle of doubt and he goes through these difficulties. And and I remember though believing that it was supposed to kind of be up and to the right. Like our Christian faith is supposed to go, you know, straight up, straight line with some struggles, but you know, you get stronger through the struggles and as you go, you just, your faith grows. And I don't remember hearing about the doubt. And so when I encountered it and when I went through it, I didn't feel equipped for it. And that's what I wanna talk about today because being a healthy person, it isn't just about our physical bodies and it isn't just about our emotional lives and our relational lives. It's it's about our our relationship with God and, and our relationship with God exclusively exists in this place of faith. Like what is faith and, and do we believe he's real? And, and not just do we believe he's real because many of you do, but you still struggle with doubt because we go through seasons where we go through difficulty. Like my sister, I just shared on Instagram that she is about to have her fourth child and, and that child is Down syndrome. And we're so excited about that, but there's also a lot of doubt and and struggle attached to that in her mind right now before this baby's born of what is her life gonna be like and, and is this really God's plan? And what does it mean for, for me to do this well? And, and so doubt has, has plagued her in the season, even though not for one second has she doubted, is God real? But she's doubted, is he good and does he see me? She's doubted that he has a good plan for her. And so I think doubt can, can look a lot of different ways, but oftentimes our struggle and our sin at the very root of it somewhere, even if we aren't conscious about it or or thinking about it in this way, is doubt. It it sits there at the bottom and it it makes us wonder if if we are seen and known and loved and, and cared for and protected. And this book has those answers. This book tells us those answers, but taking the words of this book and putting them in our souls feels so difficult sometimes. I would say the the root of that is doubt. The root of that is questions, is it real? And does he see me and does he love me and is he for me? Belief is is a funny thing because scripture throughout all of it, Old Testament, New, you see a huge value of faith, but yet faith is a gift. So God gives faith. And yet the people that, that believe and have faith, he praises. So there's some collaboration when it comes to belief and faith that is both the work of the Spirit in and through us and a gift to us, but also our minds choosing to meditate on what is true and what is lovely and what is good. And 
And scripture calls us to that. So, so it's a collaborative process, like all of the things we've talked about this season on the podcast. It has been this storyline that, that we are in collaboration with a God who gives us the power, the strength, equips us with the resources, the knowledge to change. And then we participate in that life change as well. And I think that collaboration is something we, we don't know necessarily how to handle. So I wanna start with some of the command language around it because I'm from the world of faith as a gift. I want God to give it to me when I don't have it. I'm like, God, help me in my unbelief. That's a biblical model. But in James, we're gonna see something that is way more active than that. And I would say even practical. He says in James 1, verse five, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is double-minded and unstable in all of his ways. That is a really rough passage. In fact, I'm uncomfortable reading it because it goes, it flies in the face of this idea that faith is just a gift. It, it's calling forth faith from us. It's saying, do not doubt. And as someone, many of you know, I've walked through a season of intense doubt and it was long, it was 18 months long. And I didn't fight back. And as someone who sat in that season and doubted my faith in God and doubted his promises and doubted his presence and his, even his being, like I doubted that. As someone who walked through a dark night of the soul, which is from St. John of the Cross and, and he gave me language for that season. It is a time where I wish I'd known to be offensive. I wish I'd known to fight back. I wish I had thought to myself about this verse and, and really realized that I've, I'm given more tools and more power than I think and than I believe. So this verse, let's just look at it together. First of all, it begins by this pursuit of wisdom. The writer, James, assumes that, that we would want wisdom and, and if we lack it, that we would ask for it, that we would, in our wondering of what to do in life, in our wondering of how to parent, in our wondering of how to be single and faithful, in our wondering of all these things that we wonder about every day, we need wisdom. And, and God says in this passage, then ask for it, right? Ask for it. And the next part is believe that God will answer that prayer. Well, how many times do we pray into the air and not believe that he sees us and not believe that he hears us and not believe that he will act for us on our behalf, even if it's not the answer we want, even if it's not in the way that we want? And what James is saying is, if you're gonna talk, you better know you're not talking to the air and that you're talking to God. And if you're gonna pray and ask God for things, you better know and believe that he hears you and that he is going to answer that prayer, even if it's not in the way that you want. And if you are just saying things into the air, you are like a man who's being tossed wave to wave. And what I would say, it is like being tossed wave to wave in our culture that is very wavy right now, right? It's very wavy everywhere. And so what James is saying is that there is a steadiness that can define your life, but it is a choice to believe God rather than to be tossed wave to wave with the chaos of our world, doubting him the whole time. It's two ways to live. And I've lived in a given day in both places. 
And yet he is so harsh. I mean, James is a rough writer. The whole thing, I'm like, dang, he's like punch after punch this whole book. But what he says is he is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. He's calling us out. He's saying, don't act like this isn't a big deal, doubting God. (laughs) Don't act like it isn't a big deal to say something to your father God who's real and with you and present and then to wonder, does he even hear me? Does he even love me? Does he even care? That's double-minded and a big deal. And that instability in your life doesn't give stability to the people around you, doesn't increase their faith. What, what stability does is it causes the entire room to feel more stable. When you have a good daddy, and some of you do, and he walks into the room, he doesn't even have to say anything. All of a sudden, your heart rate goes down, you feel peace. And guys, that's who he's calling us to be, leaders, followers of God who are not unstable, who are stable, who are not riding the waves of our culture with every feeling, making us question our faith. I I feel like right now we're looking at a generation that, you know, the word, we've mentioned it here in this season, the word is deconstruction, and I get it. I mean, I have been hurt by people that in the name of Jesus used me, that lied to me, that manipulated me. I get how you can want to run from the institution of the church and how you can, in turn, begin to take the hurts that have been done in the name of God and put it on God. I get all that. It's not with a lack of sensitivity that I'm about to say this. I'm just saying the mental energy that is going into deconstructing could also be going into this book and a real relationship with God where you wonder with him. And I'm not saying don't doubt. Y'all have heard my other episodes on this. I am very honest about the fact that doubt is a part of faith. And I began this episode in the same way. I'm just saying that it shouldn't define our lives, that you go to war with it, that you don't let it consume you and take over and just let it deconstruct everything good about you. And God, you question your doubts. You you analyze them, you put them on trial. You say, is this true? Even if it, it is true in your experience, Is it true in this book? Is it true throughout church history? That's why church history is so important. You gotta know the story. You gotta know that he's been faithful for generation after generation after generation, that his word has persevered through thousands of years. That is unimaginable. It is so impressive that that would be true. And so you've gotta do it in the context of what is real and true, not just what you feel, not just from your story of hurt which we all have. Fall can be such a busy season and HelloFresh recipes really have saved me so much time that I'd otherwise spend meal planning and shopping and chopping vegetables. I'm enjoying meal planning, cooking, and eating with HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. And they are giving you guys up to 14 free meals, including free shipping, when you go to hellofresh.com slash madeforthis14 and use code madeforthis14. I love that I can choose from their ever-growing rotation of weekly recipes. So I can pick a soup or a chili. I can do burgers like I did last week. You can do all different kinds of things to make every night special. HelloFresh makes eating well easier with so many family-friendly, calorie-smart, pescatarian, veggie options even. So you can pick all different kinds of things. Sometimes I like throwing one of those into my weekly rotation just to mix it up a little bit. HelloFresh has a whole variety of quick and easy recipes that only take about 20 minutes to put together. They're easy cleanup and low prep. 
One of my favorite things that HelloFresh does is these fries with the special seasoning they have on them. My kids love them. My husband loves them. They are so easy to make, and I have loved cooking with HelloFresh. Go to HelloFresh.com slash MadeForThis14 and use code MadeForThis14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. And now, back to Jenny. So, what am I saying and what am I not saying? I am saying that we fight back against our doubts. And I am not saying that it is wrong to have them. It is part of our faith to have them. But how we struggle and how we doubt, we need to get better at it. So let me give you some really practical things to do when you start to doubt. Because if you're like me, when you're doubting, you need some handles. You need some things that kind of study the ship because we are on those waves, right? We're being tossed wave to wave and we don't feel stable. So let me just give you some really simple things to do to fight your doubt. Number one, be honest about it. You gotta name it, you gotta say it out loud and you've got to bring community in to help you fight it. You cannot fight doubt alone because if you are trying to fight it alone, the devil is whispering all kinds of lies and it's really hard to sort out what's true and what's lies. And so you've got to bring people in that love God and that can help you sort through it and remind you of truth. Because when you're doubting, you're also not prone to run to the scriptures. So number one, you be honest about it. Number two, you bring people in to help you fight it. And number three, even when you don't feel like it, you get in this book. You get in your Bibles because this is how we fight lies. It's not arbitrary. It's not oh, the devil's telling me a lie, it's a lie, I'm gonna push it away, I'm gonna name it and push it away. No, we fight lies with truth. (laughs) We fight lies with truth. Every lie that you believe, there is a truth in this book that speaks to it. And so what I encourage people to do is to write out the lie and then to find the scripture, and I just say Google it. You know, you don't need commentaries to do this, you can just Google it. Google that lie and find what the truth is, the scripture that speaks to it, and write it out beside it and memorize it if you need to. If it is a lie that has plagued you for a long time, memorize it. This is the most important thing about us. When we're talking about being a healthy person, our faith and our relationship with God is the most important thing about us. And what you see throughout the earth right now is there is a spiritual war going on. It's always been going on, but man, it feels extra clear right now that the enemy is seeking to steal our faith. He is seeking to destroy the church by stealing our faith and our belief. And so we have to fight back. If there's an enemy trying to steal the most sacred and important thing about us, we don't just sit there and let him do it. We fight back. guys, this podcast is truly one of my very favorite ways to connect with you. And we are trying to find creative ways that we can hear back from you because sometimes it feels like we're just speaking into the air out there. And we know you're really out there. There's so many of you listening and really have been with us since the very beginning. So we want to hear from you. So we've set up a new text message system where we can talk to you, where we can tell you things, what's going on. We can send you free guides that we're building and tools that complement the podcast. If you signed up for our text before this, this is a new system. So you're going to need to sign up again. Text the word podcast to 214-225-6267. One of the reasons I like this system is I'm going to be able to text you back. Now, not all the time, guys. I lead a crazy life with all my kiddos and and work. But every once in a while, I'm going to get on there and reply. So send me messages. I would love to hear 
what this podcast has meant to you and just where you're from and who you are. So text the word podcast to 214-225-6267.